0: Isn't that a pretty song? She wrote that. Did you write that last night or yesterday? Our children are so gifted. (laughs) First John. chapter 2 and verse 18 beginning in verse 18 little children it is the last hour as you have heard that antichrist the antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour they went out from us but they were not of us for if they had been of us they would have continued with us But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of of the truth. Who is a liar but he who... Denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Father, we pray, as we always do, that you would teach us, that you would give us understanding, Lord, that you would bless our time. In your word, Lord, that you would instruct us. We pray, Father, that it wouldn't be just our minds being filled with information, but that our hearts would would be filled with hope and assurance. So thank you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't know how the unbeliever does it. I really don't. Um, It's amazing to me. In the world in which we live Russia (laughs) Moving Toward the Ukraine Russia Flying over the Golan Heights You say well why is that significant Read Ezekiel You'll see why that's significant China Flying Their military planes Over uh, Taiwan Uh, You know there is wars and rumors of wars everywhere right now. I I was watching. Uh, Tom Hughes did a little, uh, you know, a few minute. I think it was six minute prophecy update thing. And in his prophecy update today, he showed three commercials. He showed a co- commercial from Russia. They're recruiting. Uh, recruiting. Um, commercial for Russia. And that was scary to watch. You know, these guys all shaved heads and just all, you know. And then the second one was a recruiting video for China. And the third one was a recruiting video for the U.S. And he said, we need prayer. He says, boy, if, if you know, there, there is no hope in this world without the Lord. And there's really not. We've watched... Our nation, our country—just, I mean, they are demolishing uh, the the pillars of, of what our culture was built upon, and they're diminishing our military and everything. I mean, just every aspect of life—they really are attacking it. I boy, if you don't have Jesus, these are scary times. If you have Jesus, hopefully your whole your heart is is. Um, It's full of hope Because we know the end of the story, right? We know who wins at the end of the story We we are His We belong to Him Uh, We are more than conquerors, victors in Christ You know, I'm going to get into the Word tonight But I just had to deal with one thing You've got this political, you know, this global uh, chaos that's happening Really around the world right now And, And yet, I think of the battle that's happening in our own country, a uh, much uh, lesser, uh, you know, degree than the things I just mentioned, but I, I thought it was ironic. I, um, I am a huge Neil Young fan. I have loved Neil Young since I was, you know, 11 years old. I mean, Neil Young. I, I don't care... How he served up, I like him. Uh, No Young by himself. No Young, Crazy Stills, Nash and Young. No Young with Crazy Horse. No Young with Stephen Stills. I don't care how you how you how he's presented. Love No Young. Well, I should say I really loved No Young. I loved his music. I loved um, the songs. He's a Amazing songwriter, in my opinion. Some of you might say, "Well, it's an acquired taste. It's kind of like a Bob Dylan, you know." I, I guess it is. You know, it, 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 you have to you have to enjoy his voice, which I do. But Bob Dylan or Bob Dylan, <laughs> no young. <laughs> I t- yeah, I, I took our, our my two sons to see Bob Dylan a number of years ago, and uh, that was. Quite a concert. <laughs> you know, because now he really can't sing at all. And uh, you couldn't even make out a word that he was speaking. But anyway, that's another story for another time. No Young, you might have seen it. He's on Spotify. His music is on Spotify. And, and uh, you know, he gave Spotify an ultimatum. It's either him and his music, you know, or it's Joe Rogan. And his issue with Joe Rogan, and I'm not endorsing Joe Rogan, I think Joe Rogan, you know, he has a lot of interesting guests. He's got a foul mouth, and I wish he would just clean that up, and he might find that he'd have more listeners, you know. But Joe Rogan, is at is, uh, he, he's not personally at war, but from Neil Young's perspective, they're at war because of the guest that Joe Rogan has had on his show speaking about the vaccine and so I just thought that was interesting I guess today he finally followed through you know he's going to pull off all of his music off of Spotify and I think that probably probably Joe Rogan has a larger audience than Neil Young on Spotify I, I would assume the reason I bring that up is because I thought it was interesting so you have Neil Young he is um, I actually wrote that down he's 76 years old. He's an old guy. Boy, it seems amazing, 76 years old. Well, there's another rocker. I say rocker because, you know, back then, there was no genre's, genre, I'm not saying that word right, genre's, genre? Genre. genre. Well, of music, uh, you know, it was all kind of under the category of rock and roll. If it was rock and roll, it was rock and roll, and but another fellow who happens to be the exact same age, you know, and he was a contemporary of Neil Young, was is Eric Clapton. So maybe you've seen Eric Clapton is in the news. Um, Neil Young, Canadian, but America has embraced him. Uh, U.S. has embraced him. Um, Eric Clapton was in the band Cream. He's been in, inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, more times than any other single artist. He's known as as being a phenomenal guitar player, you know, if you're into that type of thing. He really is quite a musician. But he came out, and he's been speaking against the vaccine because he took the vaccine for the sake of his children. He explained, you know, all of his children. He's got children of different ages. He's like most rock stars, you know. He's probably been married (laughs) how many times? And he probably has a two-year-old at home. <laughs> I don't know that he does. But, but, you know, because of family, you know, they, the kids, they wanted them to get the vaccine. He got the vaccine and had adverse reaction to the vaccine. He said I, he didn't think he'd ever play again. And so um, either pain or freezing. He said his feet and his hands were either ice cold like they were literally freezing Or burning as if they were on fire And this lasted for a number of weeks So anyway, he's been very outspoken You know, these guys, they they have a, um, a platform with some A lot of you, you might be saying I don't know who these people are You know, this is another world And it is, it's, you know Legends from a bygone past, you know But I think it's interesting that you have these two Rock and rollers, you know and the reason I, I mention them is because, you know, there was always this edgy rebellion in the music. You know, we're going to stand against the establishment, and we're going to do our own thing, and, and this type of thing. And also there was kind of this live and let live type of attitude. Hey, I don't have to agree with you, but, but we could get along. You know, that was always kind of the mindset of that age coming up. And I think it's so interesting that you have Neil Young who is so afraid that anyone would speak against the vaccine because it's, uh, he says it's putting people's lives in danger. I wonder if Neil, when he's at his Hawaiian mansion or one of the many places, you know, that he has uh, Big Sur Ranch or wherever he might be, I wonder if he ever watches any news Because if he was watching the news, he would see that people who have gotten the vaccination are getting sick with COVID as much as people who have not been vaccinated. And so it's been proven, in fact, more and more people are coming out and saying that the vaccine is not working as they, and many are are admitting it's not really even a vaccine, which I'm not going to get into all that. But I just think it's interesting how you have... This, you know, it doesn't only divide families; it divides rock and rollers. You know, um, Eric Clapton he calls out, or he calls the critics because he's getting a lot of heat. In fact, they're saying this is the end of his career. You know, at at, <laughs> at seventy six years of age, I don't know that he's terribly concerned about that. But he calls the critics monsters and insists that he is that he is. Freedom of choice rather than anti or pro vax. And so I just thought, I think that's interesting. We live in strange, strange times, guys. And we need to be people. Who are educating ourselves. Don't listen to the rhetoric. Don't listen to everything that comes down the pike. Educate yourself. There are so many voices out there. And there are so many voices that are contradicting. And this is why. Again, I'm not endorsing Joe Rogan or people like that but they dare to have people that have different voices and different opinions and these aren't just people off the street these are doctors these are these are people in the know and they have a different point of view on these things and i think it would behoove us that i never use that word i think it would behoove us to um to have yes that's right to 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 have ears open to listen to the different Things that are, you know, the different advices out there. And then draw your conclusion. And, and, you know, but it should never be something that divides us, right? Anyway, okay. Well, little children. I love that about John, the way he... Now, he's not speaking specifically to the little children earlier on in in verse 12 of this chapter. And, And I say that because he referred to his readers in the beginning of chapter 2 as my little children. And so this is just a, a, a dear, you know, a, a kind of a, um, a, a gentle way of addressing his readers. But he says, little children, it is the last hour. And you could almost hear the protest. Last hour? You know, it's the last, it was the last hour, what, close to 2,000 years ago? What is it now? That word hour can literally or or really be rendered time. It is the last time. Or we would say, it is the last times. And so this tells us something, that the last time or the last hour or this this final season of, of the world as we know it, it began a long time ago. You know, we say the last days. In one sense, you could easily say the last days began in the days of Jesus. So he says, little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard, the, and the word the there, as you see it, there's a note next to it, it's not there in the original. So it says, you have heard that Antichrist is coming. Antichrist is coming. Now guys, I don't know if you're aware of this, but, you know, Antichrist is kind of the go-to term the go-to title. If I'm talking about this one who's coming, and we'll look at him in more detail in just a moment here, I would usually use the term Antichrist. But you know that John is the only one that uses that term? Paul didn't use it. Peter didn't use it. Jesus didn't use it. John's the only one that used it. He's known by many different titles. He's the, uh, the little horn of Daniel chapter 7 he is the prince that's coming you know that will make a covenant with many for 7 years daniel chapter 9 he is the the one who sets himself up as god sits as as god in the temple of god making himself out to be god in second thessalonians chapter 2 he is the Beast. There, he's this, the the man of sin. There, that's the word he's referred to there uh, in the book of Revelation. He is the beast, um, and we see, of course, him mentioning in the book of Revelation in a number of places, uh, really many places. But key chapters would be Revelation thirteen, sixteen, nineteen. So, when you when you say Antichrist, you're really... You know, three things should come to mind. Well, let me finish the verse here. Because he doesn't just mention the Antichrist. He says, Antichrist is coming, even though many Antichrist have come. So John's saying, many Antichrist, they've already come. From John's perspective. They're already present. From John's perspective. He says... By which we know it is the last hour. So Antichrist is coming. Many Antichrists have come. Antichrist, it carries a threefold meaning. Number one, Antichrist. He is a person, he's going to come upon the scene. I think it's interesting in Daniel chapter 7. You have these horns. The horns always represent strength, authority in the Bible. You know, whenever you read in the Psalms or something, you know, exalt, you ex- exalted, exalted my horn or something like that. It speaks of strength. You've made me strong, you know. But in in that uh, Daniel chapter seven, we see this little horn. It comes up. To me, it seems to indicate that his coming will be almost insignificant. You know, you have all these other horns that are larger or more powerful or whatever and then you have this little horn that kind of comes up among them and then he somehow has authority to remove or to pluck up or pluck off 3 of of the the horns or kings that are present there so he has a kind of a meek and kind of a you know non-threatening beginning but then all of a sudden he begins to take dominion so antichrist is a person who's coming upon the scene. He's going to be a world leader. He's going to be cunning, clever, charismatic. He's going to be the answer to everyone's hopes, not to the church's uh, hopes, but to the world's hopes. He will be the answer, the man with all the answers. He'll come upon the scene, and no doubt he'll bring peace upon the earth uh, to a degree, greater or lesser degree, For a time. But in time he will show himself to be what he truly is. Um, Jesus talked about him in Matthew chapter 24. The abomination that causes desolation. Well that's what the Antichrist does. The Antichrist will set himself up to be God. That's what he was referring to when Jesus said when you see the abomination that causes desolation. He'll set himself up. He'll set an image up. So Revelation tells us that he will set an image. Uh, 1 Thessalonians tells us. So we have all these kind of pieces to the puzzle. And you put them together and you begin to get a clearer picture. So he he will be an authority over seemingly the majority of the world. I say the majority because it appears from scriptures that Jordan... Will not be affected by Antichrist. The not Jordan the river in Israel, but Jordan the country. Um, so he's going to be a man of power, and people will bow down. They will worship him. They will receive his mark upon their their hand or their head. Uh, they will need that in order to buy or sell. You know, this is why, guys. You know, when and people say, oh, you're so extreme, you're so extreme, you know. You know, when these people, they try to compare the vaccine, you're wondering why I mentioned the vaccine tonight. Some of you hate it when I mention it. But there's a reason why I mentioned it. Because it ties in to what the Antichrist will be doing. Um, people say, there's no connection, you know, you make this extreme, you know. It's like people who are always saying, oh, this is like the Holocaust. This, uh, that's too extreme, you know. And, and, and people, you know, the vaccine is just a vaccine. It's not that big of a thing. But it is a big thing, depending upon where you are in the world. It's, it's, it's a huge thing in some places of the world. I'll tell you what. If you don't think it's a big thing, go to Germany. <laughs> unvaccinated. Well, they probably wouldn't even let you in the country. But if you're in Germany, and you were unvaccinated, you would not be able to go to the store. You would not be able to... So you wouldn't be able to get groceries. You would not be able to go to a coffee shop. You would not... I just listened to a short little interview with um, a, a woman. She's American. Her husband is German. They live in Berlin. And... Um, I think it was Berlin, but they live in Germany, and they are moving. they got to move out of the country. She says it's absolutely horrible. She says wherever you go, whatever store you walk into, they shout out, are you vaccinated? Do you have your vaccination, uh, your, your passport, you know? And he's, they say, so they make the spectacle of you. And so if you, you can't just ignore them because they're really going to press the point. And if you don't have it, you're not only excluded from the store, now you're shamed. Boy, it sounds like something Germany used to do, but we don't want to be extreme, you know. We're, kind of pointing people out, you know, making an example of people. And she says, it's unbearable. Now, there's some countries, of course, that are not as bad as other countries. But, but this is why people who study Bible prophecy were watching this and were saying, man... This sounds, this looks, this could go that way. Not saying that the vaccination is the mark of the beast, but just showing how easy it would be to get the world to take the, vac- or to, to take the sign, the mark of the beast, or they cannot buy or sell. See, two years ago, people would wrestle with this and they'd say, How's that even going to happen? Does anyone wrestle with this any longer? Nobody wrestles with this any longer because it's happening. So, that's the first thing that comes to mind when you mention Antichrist. Number two, there is a spirit of Antichrist. Spirit of Antichrist, we're not going to look at the verse, but it's in 1 John chapter 4, verse 3. The spirit of Antichrist, in one sense, has always been present. Has always been present on the earth. And, um... I you know some suggest that throughout human history there has been someone that could easily step in to that role of Antichrist, be it someone like Nimrod or Nero or a Hitler or stalin now of course these names all of these names we know of these names, we know of their history and everything and but but the spirit of antichrist it's not just you know among you know kind of powerful leaders of the past. I think of I think of our own government, you know we'll just keep it close to home, our own government right now, those that are in power, those that are in powerful places, political leaders, it could be local political leaders, it could be national political leaders that are under the persuasion under the spirit of Antichrist. They are Antichrist. You say, well, where do you get that? You know, guys, in California, the governor of California, Newsom, um, you know, he wants California, he wants to make California a sanctuary for reproductive uh, rights. So you say, well, okay, what does that mean? It means that if, as they're pushing, you know, these abortion rights, they're really, you know, trying to fight against these things, you know. I think people are coming awake to the fact that this is a horrible thing that we've done as a nation. That if, if your state um, does not allow abortions, then Newsom says, we want you to be able to come to California and we will pay for your abortions. That is, that is the spirit of Antichrist that is a that is a bloodlust that is a, a you know a, a death cult uh, type of mentality guys in canada so 2 hours from us and then all the way across in canada they are outlawing christianity you say no that's bunk yes they are they are outlawing they are outlawing christianity by outlawing biblical truth see that's how they'll they'll do it they're not going to just say no Christianity they say no biblical truth you can't do that they say yeah that's Canada you know those socialists they're crazy you know guys did you know that John MacArthur so this is California John MacArthur was censored I mean he's under a lot of you know heat because he simply read from the Bible what the Bible says about homosexuality. And they censored him. And they said, you cannot, this is hate speech. You cannot say these things. And, and yet, this is what the Bible says. So, th- this is happening. It's happening in Canada. It's happening in the United States. It's already happened in Europe. It's already happened in Europe. Europe. You know, I say it's out. They're outlawing and there, there's there's European countries where Christianity is almost non-existent. I mean, if it's existent, it's underground. You know, and who knows what's happening? You know, with the church underground. But this is the spirit of Antichrist. The only explanation for. This murderous attitude, you know, come to our country and have your abortions and everything, is the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist is is this push to destroy God's people, be it the, the Jews or the Christians. And it's also this push to, this is in Stalin's own words, to become the new Christ, So Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist is an attempt to become the new Christ. When Antichrist comes upon the scene, the Jews, for one, will believe that he is the Messiah that they've been waiting for. And they will believe this until he sets up the abomination that causes desolation. Then they will flee to the mountains. You know, that whole thing in Matthew, that's not for the church. We're not fleeing to the mountains, we don't have to worry about Sabbath. This is this is for Jews, and especially Jews living in Jerusalem when the abomination that causes desolation happens. But the spirit of Antichrist, it is this push. We want to replace Christ. And you think, I, I just think of how there has been this push. You know, isn't it horrible, guys? You know, I remember um, when we were raising our, our young ones, you know, you know, Your biggest fear would be someone coming into your home, coming into your family and and meddling or encroaching or or somehow trying to take authority over what you're doing as a parent. I mean, that was always going to, wouldn't that be horrible, you know, if, if something like that happened? And yet, now we live in a day and age where it's happening all the time. So, if you have if you have a, a boy or a girl that um, are confused about their gender and they're going to the public school, there are those at the public school who take the authority of the parents and they will they will help that child, that confused child. Shame on them because they are they are they are messing up kids. And you know what Jesus says, you know anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble. It'd be better if a millstone was tied around their neck. I mean, he doesn't toy with these types of things. But see, you have this happening, so let us help you transition, which is so damning. So damning. But at the same time, they're outlining all over the place. In our, in our state, our, um, the United States as well, they're outlining any counseling for people that that want answers, you know, for their homosexual tendencies or whatever. You know, this this council this is being outlawed now. So, guys, we're watching it little by little. But it's not just happening slowly. It's 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 been sped up. It's happening at such a rapid pace. Antichrist is coming, but Antichrist have come, and they've been here since John's day. And I'm telling you, they are. They are everywhere today. And so, the third, the Antichrist, the term Antichrist, as seen in our text today, refers to teachers or to people who deny Jesus' deity, making him out to be less than who he is. Jesus is God. I'm going to come back to this in a moment, but Jesus is God, I I think that sometimes even in churches, people they say, "Oh, well, okay, yeah, he's God, but but he's not like the Father, and he's not like." Listen, I'm not saying there is a there is a false, uh, heretical teaching, and I'm not saying the this oneness. You know, uh, what is his name? T J. Jakes or he. T.D. Jakes, yeah. He's a oneness. So, you know, there's just, there's no Trinity. There's just this one. The Bible teaches a Trinity. The Bible teaches there there's Father God. The Bible teaches there is Jesus, Son of God. Jesus teaches there is Holy Spirit, God. They're all equal. But, so I'll come back to that in a moment. But look at verse 19 for a moment. They went out from us, If they had been of us, they would have continued with us. (laughs) They went out uh, that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. How can we recognize the spirit of Antichrist? Well, this is one way. We could recognize the spirit of Antichrist because they are not linked to anyone, they're not accountable to anyone not only do they depart from fellowship but they are just out there on their own listen to me guys we are beyond you know i we need to be gracious i want to be gracious and i i am i think i am very gracious toward you know repentant people but we don't want to toy with this i i think of i think of you know some that have been in this church, they served in this church. I'm using the church, this church, as an example because, you know, I don't know what's happening in other churches, but I just think over the years, some that have been in this church, some men that have taught uh, the people of this church from the pulpit of this church, they are not walking with the Lord. Now, if you were to say, do you deny Jesus? Do you not believe in Jesus? They'd probably say, no, 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 I believe in Jesus. But there's absolutely no connection. There's no accountability. There's no, you know, biblical truth any longer in their mind. They're just completely disconnected. And I think, man, you know, I don't know their heart. Only God knows their heart. But I just think I would not want to be in a place like that. I would not want to be in a place where you're just kind of floundering out there and everything. I'll tell you what's happening all over the world. People are getting serious about Jesus, and they're they're not playing games any longer. Praise the Lord for that. You know, people keep saying, oh, there's going to be a great revival in the last days. Listen, nowhere in the Bible does it say there'll be a great revival in the last days. But you know what? I'll tell you. There seems to be a great revival (laughs) happening in the last days. Not the way we think it would happen. Because it's not America it's not the United States where you have all of these people, you know, and the big gatherings in arenas and this type of thing. You have people throughout the world that are coming to faith in Christ, and they are paying the cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's horrible. Every day I hear some, I, I just heard of some of our brothers that were, you know they they were beheaded in Afghanistan. Because they're followers of Jesus. And I think of these poor men and women. You know, the Americans, we've you know, and other nations have been there, no doubt there were soldiers that were, you know, that brought the gospel, that would share the gospel with people, there were Afghanis, that would hear the gospel, you know, and civilians that would have been there as well. They'd hear the gospel, they embrace the gospel, and and then, you know, all of this happens, you know, Biden pulls everyone and leaves all these people and everything and really leaves these people hanging dry, you know. And I just think of how, you know, you talk about growing up real fast. A lot of them had to grow up real fast because here's the thing. All I have is Jesus. I don't have America. I don't have, you know, I don't have any of that because that's all gone, you know. and um, And maybe that's, you know well that is how we should live anyway it says that they went out from us what does that indicate it seems to indicate that the many antichrist at one time identified with the church then that I mean what else would it mean they went out from us why did they go out from us well they not they weren't really of us so it was manifested that they weren't really of us see guys we need to remember that external, membership is no proof of inward union. Um, It's a hard deal, you know. You have uh, yeah. I have a lot of questions that I want to ask the Lord when I'm in His presence. I know I won't ask any of them because when I'm in His presence, I won't even care about them. But this side of heaven, I, I wonder. You know, I wonder. We, we had a fellow in the church, and he was always so sketchy. I mean, we investigated that guy like nobody. You know, we don't investigate people here, but 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 we investigated him. I mean, we did. We had we had we had people in high places and uh, investigating this guy. You know, and because his stories were just, you know, I mean, he knew everybody, and he was connected to everyone, and I mean, it's just kind of this weird deal, and and I don't know how many times as a pastor, I would tell him, you can't do this anymore, you can't do that, I was always taking, like, he wanted to usher, and stuff. you can't usher anymore, you can't do this, you can't do that, and then, you know, he'd just kind of stick around, and he seemed repentant, and so... I was gracious. I said, all right, go ahead. You can go ahead. And then something else would happen, you know. And I'd get some strange, anonymous phone call about him. But we had, um, one time we had this guy coming to the church, and he worked, what's the Navy, you know, there's that TV show, I don't, um, NCI, yeah, he is NCI. And so we were out to lunch with him one time, and and we were talking about different things. It was right after 9-11 and all that. And, And so as we're eating, I said, you know, uh We got this guy And he goes really <laughs> Couldn't find anything on him Of course we found out later Much later when I was coming home from Germany By the way um, That he was living by An alias The sad thing is his six children Did not know his name His six children Thought they were Italian Not Mexican all right, this guy was bad news. But anyway, this guy, he would come to our prayer meetings on a regular basis. You say, why do you say it like that? Because no one comes to our <laughs> prayer meeting on a regular basis. I mean, prayer meeting is like one of those disciplines to where it's like, it's just, you know, if it works, it works. I mean, it's not a criticism of any, anyone, but it's just that's just the way it is. But he would come and he would be there every week. And I wonder, sometimes I wonder, Lord, did he mean well? Was he misguided? Did he just, he couldn't let go of this, This, you know, he's in too deep with this. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But I know this, that we've seen a lot go out. And I I think, you know, now if they go out and they get involved in another church, then they're just, this wasn't a good fit for them. But when they go out and there is no connection, there is no church, there is no fellowship, there is no, it's just, you're just kind of, where are you going type of thing. They went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. True faith, always, listen, True faith always has a quality of endurance. We'll see this on Sunday, where we'll be in, Matthew, um, in Mark's Gospel. But of endurance, you don't just you don't just try it out. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things in life we we're just gonna try out, right? But um, but. If you're truly a believer, you're going to continue on. There's stamina. There should be stamina. A healthy body. Um, I shouldn't point to myself. I don't know that I have a healthy body. But a, but a healthy body will purge itself of toxins. By the way, that's how God designed our bodies, right? Did I mention the vaccine? Anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you, I really feel strongly about this. My convictions about it are becoming stronger and stronger and stronger as time goes on and further information goes on. And as, as you, you know, and we, you know, it's so sad for those who have succumbed to COVID, and we know that many people have died from it. People will misunderstand me they say, you just don't believe it's real. I'm, sure I do. I had it. Of course I believe it's real. But I just don't buy all the other rhetoric. I, I just don't buy the fact that we haven't heard about anyone dying from the flu in the past two years, but we have all these numbers of people dying of COVID. And I'll tell you, every flu season, every flu season for me, because I'm a worrywart, I worry so much about my children and my grandchildren because we've known people over the years that have died from flu. But it's been fortunate that we haven't had to deal with flu for the past two years because it's non-existent Anyway. You know, a healthy church will, in one sense, purge itself of unbelievers or false believers, not unbelievers. We shouldn't ever, we don't want to purge the, but false believers, people who pretend to be something that they're not because they'll either get right or they'll move on they just won't feel comfortable I remember years ago I've told the story but a guy he meant it as an insult and I just smiled and I said that's the nicest compliment I've heard in a long time but he came in here and he came to service and and I, he was down here after service, and so I introduced myself to him. I was talking to him, and he said to me with his pointy finger, "He said, uh, you know, the problem with you Calvary Chapel guys is you're you're too uh, you're too biblical." <laughs> and I, I said, "Biblical?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's the Bible, the Bible, the Bible." and i said i know that you're trying to insult me but thank you <laughs> because that's a really nice compliment because we want to be biblical and when we're biblical you know people that are are just plain uh, i think eventually they're just going to they're just going to move on because it's going to become uncomfortable for them i would hope as the spirit of antichrist as the antichrist plural are are you know expanding and and just permeating our culture and no doubt the church i would hope that the spirit of god in the believers of god would be so real that they wouldn't be comfortable around us that's what i would hope Or that they would repent and come to faith in Christ. Now he says, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit given to us, all all believers have this, have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we possess the resources for knowing the truth. Now guys, do you know all things? I don't know all things. I don't know a lot of things. Um, well, yeah, it doesn't mean all things. It means all biblical things. Well, do you know all biblical things? I don't know all biblical things. I mean, if we knew all things, if if through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling, empowering of the Holy Spirit, we knew all things, you know what the church wouldn't have? It wouldn't have isms. It wouldn't have, uh, you know... Uh, differences on eschatology. It, <laughs> it wanted to have inner fighting about uh, drinking and eating certain things and going certain places. We don't have that. But in Christ, because of the Holy Spirit, we have the means to know what we need to know. But guys, listen to this. Now, I, don't, I know I don't need to see it, but I'm going to say it anyway. We must study. We must read. We must know the Scriptures. As we're studying the Scriptures, it's the Spirit of God who teaches us. Guys, don't we have the best teacher? I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I just, I learn so much from him as I sit there with my Bible open and I'm just reading and, and you know, the Lord is just showing me, the Holy Spirit is just showing me different things and I find myself many times, you know, the longer I walk with the Lord and, and really the the more my knowledge of the scriptures increase, I find myself um, cross-referencing all the time. I'll read something I'll say, oh, this reminds me of, and then I'll... Because it, and it just, and to me, it just confirms the word of God. God is unmutable. He does not change. We can't say, well, God was this way back then, or, you know, kind of in this midsection, He was that way, and then He kind of changed, and then. No, no, no. He remains the same. And so His word remains the same. Tracy's been telling me about the same thing. She was talking, we were talking about some things this morning before I left for work, and. She said, and she opened up her daily uh, uh, Bible reading. And she started reading. She goes, oh, look at this. This is what we were just talking about. You know, New Testament. And then when I came home, she says, oh, the Old Testament. It was, a, da, 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 da. look at that. That's how it all ties in. You know, that's, that's the Word of God. That's the Holy Spirit making the connections for us. So look at, see how this ties in and that ties in. And oh, thank you, thank you. But I I think that sometimes people think that we could just be completely ignorant of the Word of God and we have the Holy Spirit so we have this anointing to know all things. And it's just not, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. It's, we need to do our due diligence and when we do our due diligence then He teaches us but He also reminds us You know, do you know what a lot of the prophets... Hey guys, watch what's happening in the world. Please pay attention to what's happening in the world. Do you know the church is going woke? I mean, the church, you guys might hate it when I talk about vaccines or things like that, you know. But I'm telling you, at least I'm not talking about critical race theory or this, that, or the other, you know. And I'm, I'm not talking about racism and all these other things. I'm not wasting my time or your time to talk about such things. But many churches are doing that. And if that's what you want, you could, you could go and you could find a number of churches in our own community that are doing that. We've had a number of people that have come to the church and they've told me, this is why they've started coming to Calvary. Because their church went woke. (laughs) That's what they say. Our church went woke. So we came over here. You know. Now all we have to deal with is you, you know. No, they (laughs) didn't tell me that. But, but, um, but you know what? There's this common thread. Churches pastors, churches that teach Bible prophecy that emphasize the fact that we're living in the last days and that Jesus is coming back are churches that are staying the course. And the ones that aren't are all over the place. And so many Bible prophecy teachers believe strongly That just as the church began in the home, in a home, it will end in a home. Many Bible, and you you know, people, they love love to criticize what they don't know anything about, you know. Oh, you pre-tribbers, oh, blah, 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 and you come up with all your silly arguments, and oh, you're an escapist and everything. I'm an escapist. I want to escape. I do. Jesus says, pray that you may escape, you know, so why not? But here's the fact of the matter: is I don't know any pre-trib uh, rapture teacher believer that's awake to what's happening in the world that does not believe that the church is going to go through difficult times and persecution. As a pastor, there are many times where I'll just I'll just think, Lord, what if? What if? What if? Lord, would you please give me strength to endure whatever it is I might have to face, or what we might have to face? Because we don't know. And I think that we lived under this assumption for a long, long time that, yeah, before things get really bad, you know, Jesus is going to rapture us out of here, so we won't see any of it. But the fact of the matter is, people are coming to faith in Christ, people are being Persecuted for their faith in Christ. People are being martyred for their faith in Christ. People are being jailed for their faith in Christ and not in isolated places, but in the West, in the Western you know, uh, world. It's happening. Well, we got blinking lights. Is it just this light or a few of them? Oh, just that one. Yeah. Is that a sign? <laughs> but we need to know the Word of God. You know, the older I get, my memory is not what it it uh, once was, and there are times when I will lay in bed and I will think of scripture, and and just in my own mind. I probably even shouldn't even share this because some of you will think it's silly, but I think of. That tortured for Christ, and I think of some of the stories and some of the other things that we read around that time. It seemed like we we're reading a lot about persecuted christians and and I and, and it might not have come from that book. it might have been another source, but it was a a, a, a Christian man, and he was lying on a cell floor and he was naked, and he was freezing cold, and he was saying, that he tried to remember Scripture. He just tried to, and and at first he could remember Scripture and everything, and then as the time went on, I mean, a long time, he said, after a while, I couldn't remember any Scripture at all. He said, I I couldn't remember one bit of Scripture. And it was like the Lord had just kind of reduced him to this thing where he just, I mean, he believed wholeheartedly, the Christ was his lord. And it was like you talk about childlike faith, it was like all of his understanding was reduced to just that. You know. And I think, Lord, I just I I just I want to be able to stand whatever we may face. I want to be able to stand. You know, it's unrelated, but one of the teachers that used to teach at a lot of our conferences and a lot of Calvary's had him in our churches. Uh, the man, Gil Irwin. I haven't heard from Gil forever, you know. But Gil Irwin wrote a great book. Well, he's written a number of books. but But the Jesus style was the book at the time. I mean, it was so good. And he would do his, you know, presentation. It was just so good. But he talked about his dad. His dad was disabled. He had a brain injury. I don't know if he had an accident. Must have had an accident. Was brain damaged, and um, because of his injury, the family really lived in poverty. You know, and he said uh, he was able to go to college, and so he went to college, and he said, you know, as soon as he went away, this is back. I mean, he's he's an older man. He said they started to chip away. They tried to chip away at his faith. They tried to chip away at what God could do and everything. And he said, they couldn't touch my faith because the Lord had grounded my faith through those difficult years as a child and as a a teenager and a, a young man. You know, it just made it so firm. But he talked about his dad and he said that his dad really couldn't speak or anything. He says, but I'll tell you what was so beautiful about my dad that when we would go and we would sit him in the church, when we would start singing those old hymns, he says, my father would sing the hymns word for word. He memorized each word and he would sing them out. And that was the only time you would ever, ever hear words come from his mouth. He says the Lord had hidden those things deep in his, in his mind and in his heart. And he said that was just a miracle that just moved his heart. You know, He couldn't speak, he couldn't do anything, but he could just sing out like that. The Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit, and He will aid us, He will help us, He will empower us, He will show us what we need to know. We don't have perfect knowledge now. We Now we see in a mirror dimly, then we'll see face to face. Now we know in part, then we'll know as we're known. You know, guys, um, but we have the means through the spirit of god here's the thing if you're not trained in the word of god i i am i am amazed and maybe i'm not gracious enough to people but i am i am blown away i really am and 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 maybe the lord needs to teach me grace in this area but you know what i i understand i understand people doing really stupid things when they're on drugs, or alcohol, or under the influence of something, and they're not thinking clearly, I get it. I understand it. But what I don't understand is how Christian people who have the Spirit of God lack the discernment of, I mean, completely, you know, 180 unbiblical things, and it's like they're just oblivious to what's happening you know i i watched sometimes i watch these little videos about what's happening in in different churches and and you know some of the things some of the most popular teachers in the US today the most outlandish things come out of their mouth Olstein you know you got uh, Kenneth Hagen i mean the guys like He's whacked out. And I don't know how anyone could not say, Oh no, he's a godly man. No, he's not. He's a charlatan. And he's ripping people off. And if you're sending him money, you're a fool. The Hens, you know, Benny Hen. His own nephew came out who worked. He was part of the ministry, the Benny Hen ministry. He came out years ago. He Now he's a solid Bible teacher, pastor and uh, you know you you could listen to to his teaching and he calls out his his uncle and he says I love my uncle but I'm telling you it was corrupt (laughs) from the court I mean it was just corrupt and he says and we knew it was corrupt but I think of some of the outlandish things I think of You know Bethel This popular movement And church and everything And and the the worship And oh Bethel worship And it's so anointed And this type of thing I mean You know honestly I, I watch like Like you know A few seconds of it And I just think Oh gosh, what are they doing? Why are they saying this? Why are they? Why is she acting like that? Why is she making that sound? Why are you drawing attention to yourself? Why is this craziness? And that's before the teachers even come on. When the teachers come out, then they say, "Well, the Holy Spirit—he's like a—he's like a genie in a bottle." And you say, "Why wouldn't anyone stand up and say this is heretical? This is so horrible." And when you have Bill Johnson's son say that, that we are all good. We, we have been created good. And, and really denying that we've been, but the Bible says that we've been born into sin. So he says just the complete opposite. And his father says, well, yeah, you know, he didn't mean that or whatever. I remember hearing a story one time I mean it wasn't a story it was Bill Johnson the, the pastor of the church saying he says yeah you know in our fellowship people do a lot of strange things and, and we don't really call anyone out we just kind of let them do whatever they want to do and we had a, a woman and she came from a, um, a you know a sex uh, the, the sex uh, what's the term sex trade. sex trade yeah when you're making your living a prostitute and so, you know, there she was and, and she started worshiping the Lord and she just started groaning and moaning and, and we just let her do it. Like she was having a sexual encounter. I mean, I hear stuff like that and I say, man, you are a devil. You are a devil that you would allow such things to happen in your church and didn't anybody get up and walk out? It's amazing to me. I watched today a little video of a pastor who spit in his hand. And it disturbed me so much because just last week I was studying in Mark's gospel where Jesus spit and made spittle and put it on the eyes of the blind man. And, and I was just studying that. But this pastor, because he wanted to make an illustration, he spits on his hand and then he rubs it on the eyes of someone on the platform. Who would let them do that? Have you ever had someone spit at you? I've had someone spit in my face. you You know, get off, get back, you know. It's disgusting. But this is the insanity that's happening in the church. And I wonder, where is the discernment of the Spirit? You have the anointing of the Spirit so you can know all things. You have the ability to discern. This is not of God, this is demonic. You know, I got into trouble. You know, I always get into trouble because I point things out. I do. I, You know, I, every time I mention yoga, people get uptight. Not everybody, but the yoga people get uptight, you know. And, and, they, you know and, and it's always the same thing. Listen to me. This is bad. This is not good reasoning. I get so much from it. See, this is the thing. It's like, you know, with some of our our pastors, you know, well, now you're embracing homosexuality, you're marrying same-sex couples. Why are you doing that? Well, because I met this couple in the church, and they were just such wonderful people, and I liked them. It's like, where's the logic there? First of all, nowhere does it say that we're to hate homosexuals. And the fact of the matter is, is that there are nice people, and there are not nice people. It has nothing to do with what we get out of it, (laughs) or or how nice somebody is. That all of a sudden we change what the Word of God teaches, because it's not loving to say, "Oh, this is okay." It's horrible. It's patting someone on the back with a smile on your face and say, "Go to hell, go to hell, go." If you believe what the Bible teaches. so I get into trouble you know I talk about living together and, and couples say oh well what's up with this you know we're committed we're, I mean, what, what, you know, I'm not your judge I'm just simply saying what the word of God says don't pretend that you're married you're not married drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of God you know you can't continue in this lifestyle I mean you know well uh, born again drunkards can inherit the kingdom of God no there should be a break this should stop you can't continue in this. You have the spirit of the living God within you. You have the power to quit, to stop. You know. Do, do you see what I'm saying? But I, you know, I got into trouble. The holy laughter. Talk about the holy laughter. I, I don't know who I'm talking to. I mean, I, I know you guys. I look at you, but I don't know your backgrounds. I just know that as a Christian, when I was a young Christian and I would hear a Bible teacher, a pastor say different things about things that I might have been involved in, I didn't. I never thought of stomping out and saying, I'm out of there. I sat there and I thought, wow, maybe there's something I don't know and I need to look into it and search it out in the scriptures because, boy, if the scriptures really speak about that... I want to be right with the Lord. That was always my goal. And that's how I knew. I knew. I knew that I was born again because I it wasn't what I like. It was I want to I want to be I want to be right with you, Lord. If something's not right, I don't want to be involved in it. But the holy laughter, you know, and you and so, so I, I'm speaking from, from kind of my background before Christ, my B.C. days, and I say, listen, guys, listen, listen. You need to understand, this is a new phenomenon in the church. This was not happening. Uh, Spurgeon did not have people laughing in the spirit, you know. Paul did not have people laughing in the spirit. And, and, and so their point of reference, you guys know it. You guys have read these things and said, they always go back to Pentecost. The people said they're drunk. They were drunk in the spirit. That's not what... No. They were speaking and they were praising God in languages, uh, dialects that they had not learned. The drunk statement was a criticism of the people because they didn't understand that this was a fulfillment of what Joel said. You see what I'm saying? But I, I say... Guys, you need to understand this is a new phenomena in the church. This is not biblical. There's no place for this in the church. And you need to understand that there are gurus. Please, go online. Please, do your homework. There are gurus. There are laughing gurus who would lead their disciples into holy laughter. Watch the videos. They'd put their finger on the third eye and they would rub it and tell ha 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 And you watch what they're doing. And you watch what they're doing in the church. And you say, it is one and the same. And I am disturbed that you have Christians with the spirit of the living God. Who enables us to know all things. To have discernment. That would say, no, no, no. This is different. And you know why? Because they love that thing. Rather than, I want to be right with the Lord. If this thing, even if I've experienced this thing, even if I've been involved in this thing, I don't want to do this thing. We, we need to wake up. There are Christians, they, they think, they, they are uh, enamored with occultic things. Again, I have a background on that as well. Not that I was doing it. But I, I had an aunt who was a medium. Aunt May. Talk about confusing. She was the only relative I had. She was my great aunt, my grandfather's sister. The only relative I had in my entire family, both sides of the family, that had a picture of Jesus on her wall, that owned a Bible. Aunt May, the sweet old lady. She looked like the sea's grandma. <laughs> That was Aunt May. But Aunt May liked to talk to dead people. And she would bring people back, and they would do seances in our home. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I remember the day in Bellflower, California, that my grandfather was sitting at the table, and he's giving his sister a hard time. And he says, I don't know how you do this, But this is, this is crazy. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. And the table, the dining room table went boom. Hit him in the belly. And he stood up. And it followed him. And I'm in the kitchen as a kid watching this happen. And it pushed him until he backed up to the refrigerator. And my aunt was not pushing the table. She was sitting there while all of this was happening. So you say, oh wow, I want to... I wanna. That's demonic. Why would you want to have anything to do with that? You have the spirit of the living God. You see guys, there is a counterfeit. There are many antichrists. When the antichrist comes upon the scene, he will deceive people with lying signs and wonders. If you build your faith upon signs and wonders, do you think you would be duped by someone who could do signs and wonders because you don't have the ability to discern what's a line sign and wonder you would we have the spirit of god it's the one who denies i you know i i i am full of stories one day i'll be done with my stories but jesus is god let me just do this real fast jesus is god John 10.30 I and my Father are one. And I could hear some saying that's not what it means. No, that's precisely what it means. I and my Father are one. Well, that means like, you know, like us, we're all like one in Christ. No, that's not what it means. I and my Father are one. It literally means this. This is the definition of it. Emphatically, a single one. To the exclusion of others. Jesus says, I... Father, one. Hebrews chapter one, verses eight and nine. Check it out. Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. Remember the name of the son that is born to Israel? Remember what his name is? (laughs) Father. What is it? Let Let me turn there. Someone find it real fast. Isaiah six. Or 9, 6. And read it when you, when you find it. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So, Mighty God. Mm-hmm. So, that must mean he's God. And then, Father. Everlasting, everlasting Father. Yep. I and my Father are one. The Antichrist is the one who denies that Jesus is a Christ. John goes on to say, if if you deny you know the Son, you don't have the Father if you decide, you know, vice versa. Dr. Ironside, I'll end with this. He used to say, if it's new, it's not true. If it's true, it's not new. I like that. Let me read it again. If it's new, it's not true. If it's true, it's not new. We must abide in the Word of God. We must know the Word of God. We must love the Word of God. Guys, if you don't have a love for the Word of God, you need to spend you need to discipline yourself and spend time in the Word of God and read the Word of God. If you don't have a love for the Word of God, ask the Lord. When you open the Bible, just say, Lord, would you give me a love for your Word so that I could read it without, you know, dozing off or daydreaming or whatever. You know, I, I don't think we doze off because... Um, it's boring. It's surely not boring. But I think that many times you might lose interest because we need the Spirit of God to, to, to just kind of, you know, ignite our, our hearts and our, our, our minds to the Word of God. So anyway, I'm sorry for keeping you long. Father, we thank you for your Word, and I'm sorry that I didn't keep directly to the text, Lord. But I pray, Father, that I guess the one thing I kept hounding on is that we would be people if we're truly born again, we truly have your Spirit, that we'd recognize that we have in you the means of knowing all things. That in you we have the means of discerning from that which is of you and that which is not of you. Lord, if we have your Word abiding within us if we know your word then we will we'll recognize the counterfeit right away right away we'll recognize it so help us lord in jesus name we pray amen